0: And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas across the great state or you can visit hitthatline.com for interviews, podcasts, whatever you want to see, whatever you want to do dealing with the Razorbacks, be sure to check it out up there as well. Arkansas finally gets a W. They are in the win column, but what does it actually mean, if anything? We're going to talk about that as well as give you an update on Kelly Bryant and his visit that he made to Fayetteville, which a lot of people are interested in, and why I believe Central Florida deserves a shot at the national championship this season we'll get to all of that and a lot more but first though folks with college football right in the middle of everything it's so great every saturday even if the racebacks aren't doing great you at least get to turn on the tv and be able to check out some great games for some great teams across the board you don't want to watch just the games you need to watch these games and when i have to watch them i might use sling tv i have it on my television i have it on my ipad i have it on my laptop i have it on my phone whatever i need and however i need to watch the game sling tv has me taken care of i didn't want to pay for a bunch of channels that i never watch anyways i just wanted to see college football and that's what's great about sling tv for 30 dollars a month you get espn networks pac-12 network sec network and more and you can do it on any of your devices or your big screen tv it's the live tv that you love only better no more useless channels no long-term contracts no hidden fees and you can cancel at any time and here's an exclusive offer for all of you locked on listeners For right now, you can go to sling.com slash locked on and give a seven-day free trial. That's right. S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to that website. Sign up for a free seven-day trial. Take it. Whatever you want to do, check it out. Let me know about it, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. It'll be well worth the time and effort that you put into that, and it'll make your life a lot easier when it comes to watching all these great college football games. So be sure to check that out, again, at sling.com slash locked on. So the Arkansas Razorbacks get in the win column. They beat Tulsa. Hooray! I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be sarcastic too much about it, but listen... Getting a win was the most important thing for Arkansas to do. There's no if, fans, buts, or about it. Getting a win is all that matters. Even if it wasn't the prettiest of games, even if it wasn't the best performances by a lot of pieces that are part of this football team, as I say before and I will continue to say, a win is a win is a win. And that's what Arkansas got. Now they're sitting at 2-6, still 0-4 in conference, four games left in the SEC schedule, and it's a big four-game stretch for Arkansas. But the most important thing is that they did get that victory. But my point is, is you didn't have Ty Story in this game. And it is evident that without Ty Story being their quarterback, your offense is close to as anemic as you could possibly get. Nothing against Connor Noland, nothing against Cole Kelly. I think that they did just enough to win, obviously. They didn't lose these games. It didn't cost Arkansas the game or anything like that. But you can definitely tell that the offense is a whole new animal when you have Ty Story back there running it all. And it was announced today by Chad Morris that he will return for the game against Vanderbilt. So I think it was a smart call by Chad Morris to hold out Ty's story because yeah, I don't know if he would have been able to go. On. Apparently, he was failing concussion protocol all last week. So it was a smart move to not risk and hurry him back and rush him back. And he ended up getting the victory anyway. But honestly, what does that really do for you, though? When you look at the next four games in the SEC play, you also have a bye week in there. What does this really do for you? Does it change anything? does it change your outlook of the season does it change anything about your confidence of beating Vanderbilt I wouldn't think so certainly doesn't change mine and I don't know why it would change yours and that's not me being way pessimistic it's just the fact of the matter I didn't see anything against Tulsa that makes me believe that all of a sudden okay now Arkansas is going to win this game but it's all about getting the wins but I do believe that Vanderbilt seeing where they're at right now is a very winnable game for Arkansas in fact there are only three teams in the SEC right now that still do not have an SEC win and those two teams other than Arkansas are Missouri and Vanderbilt two teams that you play this season that you have left on your schedule and one of them coming up right here on Saturday. So you definitely have an easier route to get there. In fact, Mississippi State, your other SEC team, only has one SEC win so far this year. So you're not, no one's setting the world on fire when it comes to the, uh, the back, back half of the schedule when three of the four opponents that Arkansas plays only has one SEC victory. We know how LSU is and how good they're going to be, so we'll just have to wait and see how that game plays out. But either way, it doesn't change anything from the fact that there are still some talent issues. There's still some depth issues. There's still some injuries that they're battling through. There's still some problems there. But I do like and appreciate the fact that it didn't matter. They didn't give up. They didn't let down. They kept fighting. They kept playing. They kept doing a really good job at it. Ended up getting the victory over Tulsa. 23-0. Shut down an opponent for the first time since 2014. When you beat Ole Miss 30 to nothing, I like what Connor Nolan came in and did just did the bare minimum but did enough you know he, he did have one interception but he threw a touchdown he's 10 of 16 for 124 yards rakeem boyd i know he got banged up there late in the game but he was running with purpose Had 22 carries for 99 yards unfortunately he was not able to get that one extra yard to get the 100 yards But Chase Hayden came in, had nine carries for 43 yards. Cole Kelly was the next leading rusher, five carries for 27 yards. So you had that. Cheyenne O'Grady got in on it, started making some nice plays in the receiving core. And, of course, Connor Limpert. I don't know if we'll ever give him enough credit, but the dude's been killing it from field goal range. He went three of three on the day, scoring nine points. He may end up being one of the Arkansas more accurate kickers in Razorback history, which is really crazy to think. So there were some positives. But the problem is is that Tulsa was so bad that you really struggle or at least I struggle to take anything big or major away from it now I'm not going to just sit back and say now Arkansas is going to beat Vanderbilt but I do believe that if they have Ty Story healthy and Rakeem Boyd's healthy and they limit the mistakes because that's another thing they've been getting better at they have not been having as many mental mistakes not as many turnovers, not as many stupid penalties, not, not as many. I mean, there's still some, but not near as what we were looking at in the beginning of the season. So the fact that they've been able to curb all of that, I think is why I feel like Arkansas is going to win the game against Vanderbilt. And again, it has nothing to do with this game. I just feel like that's how, they, how well they've been playing. And I think it's so important, so important to get the victory against Vanderbilt to get your first SEC victory that means so much especially in the first season when brett bielma came in and he went 0-8 in his first year he was never able to get over that ever 0-8 is disastrous level that's the level that no one wants to even think about no one wants to even fathom in fact if you look back in the history of coaches in the sec i'm one of at least in my research brett bielma is the only coach to go 0-8 in the sec and keep his job but it was only because it was the first year kind of should have been a surefire indicator of what's been going on but either way was not pretty and that's what you do not want to have if you're Chad Morris because if you go 0-8 that means you go 10 and 2 and 10 this year 2 and 10 like the worst season Arkansas has had in the modern era by far we know that the year's bad we know it's not great but you got to find some way to get in one more victory just one no one's gonna celebrate going three and nine and one and seven conference, and you shouldn't. But it gives you at least something. It gives you the least to look back on and say, well, at least we didn't go Ofer. At least we didn't have that Brett Bielma type year. And I think that's very important. Maybe something that gets underplayed a little bit. But what the most important thing, going back to it again, is that Arkansas did get the victory. They gotta win they're two and six can they build on it can they get better can they continue to get better and can they really step up and do some things that Razorback fans have been dying for them to do begging for them to do limit the mistakes keep tie story healthy play solid defense and Arkansas will win this game against Vanderbilt and who knows maybe even a few more dare I say we're going to talk a little more about the kelly bryant situation and what his visit went by before we get out of here i gotta tell you folks we all love a night out we all love going and seeing our favorite show our favorite sporting event our favorite concert whatever it is and with vivid seats you can attend whatever event you want to attend of your choice at a great price vivid seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events that you want to go to and you can sort by price or look for the seats in the section and row of your choice to make things even better Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off of orders, $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store, Google Play, and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a in that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on to the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Kelly Bryant, of course, the Clemson quarterback transfer, took his official visit to Arkansas over the weekend. And from what it sounds like, it went really well. Now, I'm going to tell you that this article that I'm going to cite is coming from Beat course if you uh, are not familiar with that that's the rival site given from Arkansas and this was written by Nikki Chavanel friend of the podcast for sure and she was able to catch up with Kelly Bryant and just get some of the stuff that his quotes were saying that he was talking about with the Razorback visit he says quote they've got all the pieces here I feel like if I was to come here I could maybe make a spark but I feel like all the pieces are around here I've got to sit down and make sure I dot all my I's and cross all my T's. If I come here, I need to make sure that I'm making the most out of my opportunity. Now, when I hear that, it's nothing that's just, wow, just, wow, this is great. This is what's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. This is, what, well, this is all the indications and all the assumptions. This is what it's leaning towards. I I, I don't buy that from that. But I do believe that from my perspective and from what i saw and from what i heard through the underground that kelly bryant's visit went even better than he even thought it would he was shown a great time on dixon street not only by going to doe's steakhouse which is a fantastic choice but going to jj's and hanging out there and and hanging out late into the middle of the night going to the z bar having a good time there that's what i heard then he was out there going and enjoying himself in the with the fans and taking pictures and signing autographs and he had his name chanted and he was got his tour around basically everything that Arkansas could and should have done to make his visit memorable was done and it was done in a really great way and about the best way you could ask for something like this to go but it just feels weird Listen, I'm all about it. I'm all about getting Kelly Bryant on campus. I think that he would be a great asset for the one year, and I don't think he's going to lead Arkansas to a 10-win season, but I do believe he would be good enough to get Arkansas to another level, to that next step. And with the young quarterbacks coming in that you have right now on the roster, it could be nothing but beneficial to have a veteran player with great leadership from a championship-caliber team to be able to help you out and it's only for one year too so it's not like you're sacrificing a whole lot of eligibility from other quarterbacks too around the thing but it just feels weird like we're sitting in there and you see kelly bryant in the stands and he's being cheered and he's been everywhere he's going and they're getting on the call of the hogs and they're on television they're focusing in on him and talking about kelly bryant and then after the game you got all the media members taking videos of him he's posing with pictures and like all these things are going on and Maybe it's just because I haven't seen this before, but I just look around and I'm like, is this how it's supposed to go? Is this what's really happening? Because I could be wrong, folks. But when Ryan Malik was transferring into Arkansas from Michigan, it was basically happening in the middle of the season, or he's close to the end of the season. And I don't remember any of that craziness going on. Maybe it's just because it wasn't, an official visit in the middle of the year or something but it was pretty under the table until it was officially announced that Ryan Mount has transferred to Arkansas and then hoorah it was all over from there so it just feels weird though when you're seeing a kid that could play for Arkansas he's not a freshman recruit he's not a five-star guy he's he's a transfer he's a graduate transfer and Everywhere he goes, he's getting talked about everywhere that I've gone. People have been asking me about it. Y'all have been asking me about it on the podcast today and all weekend long. You wanted us to talk about it in our pregame show, and our postgame show. I cannot remember another player that was transferring in that was going to have as big of an impact or or presumably transferring in that was going to have a big enough impact like Kelly Bryant has had on fans and their psyche of just what they think should happen with kelly bryant and that's great that's fine you want to get excited i don't blame you for getting excited you need reasons to get excited and this is a great reason so i'm all for it but it's just a strange time that we're in when we're seeing something like this now he has to make an official visit to missouri that's happening this weekend We'll see how it goes for him there i still believe if i had to lean one way or the other i still lean to him being in razorback next season Uh, That's just my gut feeling. I don't have any insider information, but that's just where I lean towards. And if then that happens, things go great. Things get exciting. Things start really transpiring and getting some people some energy over there. But I just want to remind all you Razorback fans listening into this podcast, just if I can remind you of one thing, this is the thing I want to remind you of. He's not the savior of the program. You can't treat him like he is. He's a good player. He's a player that can be helpful. He's a player that can make a difference. But fans need to check their expectations and don't put the pressure on the kid to make it to where he is all you have. You ride or die by Kelly Bryant. He's a good player who could come in and make a difference. I agree to that. And I think that having him can make you a team that goes from maybe a borderline bowl season to maybe a 7-8 win team next year with the way the schedule sets up. I believe that. He's that good. And I think that in this philosophy and in this offensive strategy that Chad Morris has, that's the best way to do it. It's the only way to do it is to have somebody like Kelly Bryan. And if you have an opportunity to get him, you go and get him. So I'm all for that. But just don't think that he is going to lead you to a championship, don't think that he is going to be flawless. And he's going to be perfect in every form of the game. He's going to make mistakes. There's going to be a learning curve. He's not going to be the next coming of Ryan Mallett or Tyler Wilson or anything like that. He's Kelly Bryant, and he's a player that can help your football team be better. That's all he is. Now, if the expectations start getting set with himself where he thinks that he can come in and make a difference, then that's one thing. But you as the fan... Keep your expectations in check. Just hope that he can come in and make you a better football team. And as long as you have that, as long as you feel that way, it'll be all right. Set the bar low, folks, and you'll never be disappointed. Isn't that the Razorback way anyways? You are locked on Razorbacks. for your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Moving on into the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I always like to bring up playoffs, college football playoffs. Talking about playoffs, yep, playoffs. And the college football playoff, we know how the setup is, and we know how the setup's going to be for quite some time. It's four teams. It's going to be a ranking system where they put the best four teams in. And then the one plays the four, and the two plays the three, and the winner of those two games play for the championship game. We all know how it's going to go. We all know how it's supposed to go, yada, yada, yada. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay with all of that. But Denny White, who is the athletic director for Central Florida, for some reason tagged the college game day crew, which is not like they're going to be able to change anything. But the college game day crew said on Saturday that Central Florida – has no chance and shouldn't even be in the consideration for the national championship, even though they're undefeated, even though they're on a 20 game win streak, they're saying that this shouldn't be about all about UCF when they're talking about playoff eligibility. Now I do not think in the current format in the current setup that central Florida should have a chance to play for the national title in the college football playoff, unless there's just some crazy circumstances where you have a one loss team and then a bunch of two loss teams and then, you have Central Florida being the only undefeated team. I think even in that case, you may have to give them a glance, but it'd be really tough. So let me preface this by saying that. I do not believe that that should be the case. However, however, I do believe that the college football playoffs should be revised, adjusted, or even expanded to be able to accommodate teams like Central Florida. Think about any sport, any sport, any league, any level. Think about anything. And find me a sport or a league or a level or whatever where a team can go undefeated and not have a chance to play for the championship. Find me one. Find me a golfer that can go through all these different tournaments and place first every single time. Place first even in the qualifying rounds and still not have a chance to win a major. Find me a baseball team, basketball team, anything else. It doesn't matter the level. Even in football, the high school level, the NFL level, the FCS level, they all have it. Except college football in the FBS. You can go undefeated and have zero chance to play for a title. What's the point of having the group of five teams? I mean, really? Is it just to have them trot out there and pay them a fat check so you can play them as a big school and make the money? Is that really all they're good for? I'm not saying they deserve anything. But I'm saying that if a team goes undefeated, in my mind, logic tells me that they should have a chance to play for the national championship. If they're the only undefeated team left, they should at least have the chance. Don't put them in the title game automatically, but expand the playoff to eight teams. Eight teams. Five conference championships. And those five teams automatically get in and then three wild cards to which in this case, Central Florida would be considered a wild card. I don't understand it. I don't know why this is such a controversial issue. And I'm sorry if you disagree, but if there's a team that goes undefeated, they should have a chance to play for it all. At least put it, settle it on the field. That's all I can ask for. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like it, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. We're also on Spotify. So many different ways to try it out. Get it all set up. Share it to all your friends. Tell your friends about it, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.